0: Are you passionate about optimizing websites that deliver value, perform well, and engage their audience? Can you lead a project from start to finish? Named one of the best Christian workplaces in Canada, Focus on the Family Canada is looking for a web development lead to join and manage our dynamic web development team in Langley, B.C. If you or someone you know feels called to serve families while growing in their skills, explore current job openings today at focusonthefamily.ca slash employment. The Lord eventually started to say, uh, Amber, you are Ms. All Wrong, and he's Mr. Wrong, but that's because nobody is perfect. There is no perfect person except for Jesus Christ. And so that's what I had to come to. was like, you know what? We made a vow. God did bring us together. He is wrong. I'm wrong. But that's because we're two people that are sinful. We need to yield to being perfected in Christ day by day.
1: Amber Leah and her husband Guy are back with us today for this Best of 2021 Focus on the Family. Your host is Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller, and today you're going to find hope for more peaceful existence with your spouse. And Jim, unfortunately, those conflicts do come up From time to time, for married couples, yeah, they do. We
2: talked about that last time. I thought it was a very fun, but it it was deep too. It had great content. If you didn't hear our program last time, uh, get the download. Mm -hmm. uh, Download the app on your smartphone. Go to the Focus website. You can listen there. Uh, There's a verse in Romans that catches my attention. If it's possible, the verse says, "As far as it depends on you." Live at peace with everyone. Now, I don't know that we always think about that verse in the context of our spouses, but that Mm. would be the first place to apply it, right? Mm. Live at peace with your spouse. Uh, If that describes where you're at, maybe not at peace with your spouse, and you need to be at peace with your spouse, today's program is going to be for you because God's mercies are new every morning. And as you listen to today's program, I'd encourage you to surrender your marriage and your heart uh, to the Lord in
1: this area of your life. Mm-hmm. And Guy and Amber are uh, some great guests. As Jim said, the last conversation we had with them was wonderful. And uh, they're relationship coaches, they're TV production professionals. They've written a book called Marriage Triggers Exchanging Spouses' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. What a great deal! It is. <laughs> and uh, we do have, of course, that book here at the ministry. Give us a call if you'd like a copy. And Jim, we should mention that your wife Jean has joined. I think that's very brave of you to invite
3: Jean to the studio. You <laughs> took the words
2: right out of my mouth, John. No, it's great to have Jean with us. Welcome, Jean.
3: Well, thank you. And so I many love people, yeah,
2: so many people love it when you're here. So thanks for saying yes, Guy and Amber. Thanks for being back with yeah, us. Thanks, thanks for you. having us. Let's kick off today, Amber, with your love language. It's something mm-hmm. Gary Chapman is the author of yes. the Love Language book. He's been on yes. Focus many times. Yes. He's a great friend, mm-hmm. and uh, you identify with words of affirmation. Gene, yes. I think you would agree with that for you, right? Sure. Words of affirmation Absolutely. is your core love language. Right. Uh, but you describe Guy as pretty much pathetic in that delivery mechanism yes. of words of affirmation. <laughs> right? Is that fair, Guy? Did it's I over dramatize? That's very fair. I think, just yes. to be honest, Gene might agree with Amber that I too am pathetic <laughs> yeah. at delivering mm-hmm. in that love language. Gene, do you want to affirm well, that's that?
0: Pathetic is so harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's room to grow. Let's yes. at that. Yes. room to
2: grow. What a good You're HR a person you are. Yeah, but that room yeah. to grow. So Amber, describe that area where you know, this is how you communicate. That's Gary Chapman's That's uh, right. conviction on this is everybody's wired with a certain communication style, things yes. that affirm your heart. Yeah. Words of affirmation or right. what affirm your heart, or what yeah. affirms Jean's heart. How did Guy let you down? And Jean, get ready. I'll come to you about how I've let you down.
0: Yeah. And you know, that book, Gary Chapman's ministry was profoundly impacting on me early on in those early days of our marriage because it gave me um, a concrete understanding of why some of these triggers were also taking advantage of our relationship <laughs> because we were not feeding each other. But Early on, especially when I recognized that my love language was words of affirmation, guys is really acts of service. You know, he would just, I mean, our kitchen was sparkling. I mean, <laughs> I never had to do a dish, and I loved that. But he just thought he was loving me so yes. well because he I never had to dry a dish and put it away. I mean, and he was excellent. He's still excellent at that. I still don't do dishes to this day, really. No. I mean, he's so good at that. But I was just starving for that affection. And I couldn't understand why he wouldn't get with the program. And so... <laughs> did you
3: ever talk that out? I mean, did you ever sit down?
0: We I'm did. pretty sure
3: that his book was the first book that was given to me by my wife. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as as was it was it actually the pillow? DVD set for the drive-in <laughs> yeah. my 45-minute commute every day. Oh. There's a, there's <laughs> a hint. Yep.
0: But, you know, we were so triggered for so long that we couldn't even get to the point where we were doing that really well for one another, giving each other what each other needed. What and was so, that
2: turning point then?
0: Uh, it, crisis where I just said, I have to either do something radically different or tomorrow's going to look just like today. And because my efforts mm-hmm. in trying to fix my husband and be his Holy Spirit voice were not working, mm-hmm. I knew the only person that I could control was myself. And so I just started with Lord. I And here's a really I think important um, underestimated prayer is, Lord, I'm not sure what to do, but I know that you know what to do. And so I'm just going to be an open book. I need you to just cleanse me and show me Mm. what to do, think and say, because I don't know what to do, Lord. Mm. It's in your hands.
3: (laughs) I ironically had to... um, It's one of those situations where you see your wife walk by you and you think to yourself, wow, she looks absolutely stunning, but it stays in me. And doesn't come out of my mouth yes. to right. her. Yeah. Right, yes. you're having and, a conversation in a your head. Yeah. And because I, for some reason, I just wasn't purposeful about getting that out and telling her what I was thinking in those moments. And that's what she needed is she wanted to hear those things. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you did yesterday. Those kinds of things. And I, I just didn't verbalize it. So I found myself having to schedule yeah. in my calendar yes, <laughs> twice a day. I would do a reminder yep. in my calendar that just said, think Amber and it would pop up it would be a quick reminder on my Blackberry at the time and it would just say that it would be purposeful for me to call her and say something or to remember and not that I did it all the time But I needed a prompt to, like, remind myself that she needed something. It was
0: okay. And honestly, for me, it didn't remove the meaningfulness of it because at least he was working towards it.
2: Now, Amber and Guy, you make a statement in the book uh, where you're identifying a question that God often puts on both of your hearts during arguments and misunderstandings. (laughs) Now, that's that's really spiritually sensitive that you can hear the Lord as you're arguing. That's far better than me. I usually have to calm down and then, okay, Lord, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that, And I love what it is. Do you want to win the argument yep. or do you want love, love to, win. to win? That is a beautiful starting yeah. point and one that most of us couples just blow yeah. right by.
0: Again, yeah. um, when you get to a place of brokenness and you say, God, I don't know what to do, but I need you to show me, he will show up for you. You can always count on God to be there to you. He hears our prayers. He hears the ache in your heart that you can't even put into words. And that's where I was. And Mm -hmm. so I remember very vividly uh, being at a point where Guy and I were in an argument, and I just remember this thought that came into my mind, Amber, do you want to win? Or do you want love to win? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if you want to keep winning this argument, Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's going to look just like today, and you're not living life to the full.
2: You know, Amber, the thing about that, it sounds right and true, and everybody just went, whew, yeah, that would be good. But then you got to do it. That's right. And that's the hard part. part. And why, I guess, two questions. One, why do we have that hesitancy? What becomes the obstacle in doing what is so right?
0: Um, It's because we're not living out Colossians 3, 12 through 14. And at least for me, that was true, which says, you know, put on a compassionate heart with kindness, meekness, patience. And it says to bear with one another Right? Mm-hmm. Which means we're going to have to bear with each other s- through some of these triggers. And then it, it also says, be forgiving of one another as Christ has forgiven you. Um, and so what that looks like is me taking a deep breath instead of starting to, no, 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 Again. And literally I would stop. We've got to the practice of stopping in the middle of the wrong words and saying, I'm upset. I recognize it. I." didn't mean to really say that and I want to not say anything further that's going to be damaging. Let's take a break for a minute and go take a breather until we can calm down and have a conversation outside of conflict. And we just got good at giving ourselves permission to do that. And then that did just take spiritual maturity. But isn't that the point, you guys? Isn't the point for us, all of our relationships to be about being refined? This life is not our own. If we start thinking, well, it's just about healing the marriage. It's not just about healing the marriage. This is about an eternal reward. This is about living and becoming more like Christ. And that's our end game. So we need to start doing things differently than we've been doing. And we need to be radical in our commitment to saying, let's stop. Let's take a break. Let's put each other first. And let's be forgiving each other just like Christ forgave us and then we've got to start saying and doing things differently. Well and I think
2: you're saying exactly what I believe is the purpose of marriage. Yes. You know, and the whole culture and the me orientation that we have is what am I getting out of this? Almost like a contract. Right. Mm-hmm. It That's is right. so obvious that the Lord said, Listen, I'm creating this institution so you can become more like me. That's yes. It. That's, That's it. scary right. because yeah. that description is selfless. It is, giving, right? kind, loving.
3: And learning it, to serve yeah. one another, which is not natural. <laughs> right. That's not natural. It works against
2: our flesh, but yeah. it's what the Lord wants. I think that is the, is. the whole answer mm-hmm. to why marriage? Why did and, we and do this And it might feel,
0: way, yeah. like I, we always tell people, if it feels like the death of you to yield in that moment, then you're in the right place. Yeah. Because it should yes. be the death of you. It's, it's the exactly death right. to self. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So it if was,
0: it feels like the death of you, yeah, that's yeah. the right place to be.
1: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Deeks Insurance would like to remind our listeners that they have preferred rates for members of faith-based organizations. Deeks has been a licensed insurance brokerage since 1981, proudly serving the evangelical Christian community with preferred home and auto insurance rates. Having started as a family business, Deeks understands that being part of something really matters your church might in fact be a part of the larger Deeks family. Find out by visiting deeksinsurance.ca. Deeks Insurance, where family matters.
2: Jennifer had a lot of anger from her past, and unfortunately, she was passing that on to her kids. But she found something better.
0: Focus on the family gave me the tools that I needed to nurture my children rather than breaking their spirits, because growing up, that's all I knew.
2: I'm Jim Daly. This season, help us give families hope, like we did for Jennifer. Please give generously today at focusonthefamily.ca slash give.
0: Give the kids in your life a faith-building gift that keeps on giving. Focus on the Family Canada's kids' magazines are filled with fun activities and biblical truths about the God who loves them. Clubhouse for ages 8 to 12, Clubhouse Junior for 3 and up, and Brio for teen girls. Every subscription helps support families across Canada through biblically-based guidance, resources, and prayer. Take the stress out of the holiday shopping this year. Entertain your kids and support families. Visit shop.focusonthefamily.ca
1: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming.
2: Let me transition a little bit and go to something that really caught my attention in the book. Um, there was a point you said in your marriage when you realized you didn't have a foundation of friendship. <laughs> okay, I believe most married people are leaning in right now when they've heard that because there are seasons in marriage when you don't feel close it's busy it's kids it's you know littles running around and <laughs> pulling on everybody's time. But I guess the first question is, what made you realize that I don't have a foundation of friendship with my
3: spouse? And what did that look like?
0: We didn't like each other very yeah. much <laughs> at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
3: I think, you know, just like you, you said, you get so caught up in all of the demands and the things that are happening. You shift your focus from being a married, young married couple who are very good friends to suddenly everything shifts to care of the kids, care of parents, um, care of your career, all of these other things, and the friendship slowly becomes the last thing that you get to mm-hmm. because everything else feels important, and so we didn 't we stopped dating, yeah, we stopped having time for ourselves when we would go out to parties, it, we always had kids with us, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. the opportunities to continue to build our friendship became less and less and less, yeah. and so we had to decide that in order for everything else to flourish, we have to redevelop our friendship and find ways to build that again. And it just has fed into all of the other areas of our lives.
2: Let me me ask you this for the wife. Just picture someone in your mind, a wife or husband who's saying, I hear what you guys are talking about, but I don't feel like my spouse wants friendship with me. What recommendation do you have to that desert feeling that yeah. I'm not getting any response. And maybe That's they're important. using the mm-hmm. wrong tactics, that might right? be. But what, yeah. what would you say that individual says, yeah. I'm in trouble?
0: Well, when you get to the point where you don't really like each other because the friendship has faded, mm-hmm. it's difficult to have the emotional energy to want to even be together in those kinds of moments. So Guy and I early on in one of those early conversations we had was we need to simply fake it till we make it. For a little bit, because we know that putting in place some time for one another and to do things that we used to do that we no longer do that were fun for us together, we have to start putting those things back in place and trust the process that we are going to rekindle those emotions and feelings of friendship at some point. And it's
2: really important. I want to punch Mm -hmm. that a little bit because what you're saying is go through the motions when you don't feel it because your feelings will catch up with the right actions.
0: That's right. It's not
2: lying or it's just doing the right thing.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we do a lot of parenting ministry. And one of the things I tell moms and dads, like if you're having a rough day, just stop and smile just start smiling you know if the kids are getting to you <laughs> Ooh, whatever, it just stop and smile just the act of yeah. smiling it scientifically you can do read the research <laughs> right. reports but it has an impact on your on your thinking on your mindset and it's the same like even if it's something new that you're trying together you know find some common ground that you have both is new territory for yeah, both of you even right. but make that time be purposeful be intentional and guy and i also got really structured in our calendar you know it, mm-hmm. if you feel like like life has a chokehold on you your schedule has a chokehold on you, then you have to remove that chokehold in very purposeful ways. We're intentional to plan downtime in our calendar where we we have time where it's just mm-hmm. nothing is planned and we don't let anything encroach on that. So we can just relax at home even and not have something to do all the time.
3: That's but important. But
0: also, you know, we color code our calendar. You know, here's things for the kids. Here's things for homeschool. Here's things for work. Wow, but that is organized. I know. <laughs> that's the whole planning thing. That's me. And, and we're...
3: And we're We run three businesses. We homeschool, we do everything together. So we're not talking about like I work and she's at home we both have crazy, crazy schedules like a lot of you guys do. So it's a challenge. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I hear that. And that applies then. If you guys can do it, others can do it. That's the point. Yes, true. Let me go to the spiritual side of this in the last few minutes that we have here. This is one of the big triggers and we hear from couples, a lot of wives to disclaim Mm -hmm. that. But they feel like their husbands aren't leading. Um, They're not taking that spiritual leadership role. And it's frustrating. And the wife is, you know, it's hard to, to not have some expectations yes. and so I guess that would be the question mm-hmm. uh, what do you say to that spouse who is struggling with that wife who's struggling with the lack of her husband doing what he should be doing to be the, the spiritual yeah. leader of the home
0: yeah, that lack of spiritual leadership issue is one that I had no idea was so common yes. until I started being transparent about that in our own marriage.
2: Then you found out just about everybody Every, struggles with A lot of people this.
0: struggle with that. Yes. Right. And so I got really caught up in what my kind of growing up mindset of what a spiritual leader would look like, and then really was putting that on Guy. You know this expectation that i had that he was going to come in spiritual leadership looks like him picking the bible verse for the month that our kids are going to memorize and he's going to come up with a cool song so they memorize (laughs) it because that was what i like to do (laughs) that was my strength and so i just put that on guy like why aren't you doing this and so i became very judgmental of him Mm -hmm. and that's not a good place to be (laughs) in a marriage and i
3: and i entered our relationship feeling this way because amber uh, we both have grown up in christian homes But Amber, you know, literally studied, you know. (laughs) She took it seriously. Yeah, Yeah, took it very seriously. I went to Bible college. Um, I have a minor in theology. (laughs) Very different experiences. And so my faith, um, I think, tends to come out a little bit more in when I'm with the kids hiking and I can make things very real to them spiritually. Or when I can have conversations with them on a one-to-one basis, I may not sit down and have the family Bible study, but I pour into them in the way that I can connect with them. And it's a very different way. Did you feel that pressure coming from Amber? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Expectation. But I (laughs) I I never felt like I could ever do that because... She, I always felt like she would criticize me or I can never do yeah. the right thing or I'm going to do the wrong verse. I, I just oh, I really, a doubt. literally went into it like this that.
2: This may yeah. be the 80-20 yeah. rule. I think 80-90% of us husbands feel this. Mm-hmm. I know for Jean and I, that was it. Um, she did, I think, have you can speak to this, but being a biology major, mm-hmm. I mean, she wanted a very traditional devotion with the family after dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. I we have two yes. boys. Yeah. If we had daughters, that yeah, might work. Maybe, mm-hmm. but two boys, we got to go out in the backyard, right. roll around, and then yep. when they hurt me, we I'm going to say, "You fight. remember King Saul? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know." That's it. And that yes. that really was my my approach mm-hmm. to integrating faith mm-hmm. into everyday life. Yeah. And I think it, that is typical of husbands where we're looking for like driving them to school. We talk about proverbs. Yeah. I'd have them read a proverb as I was taking yeah. them to school. Right. But Jean wasn't seeing that, yes. and I think you know it gave her the sense that I never. Talk about the right. Lord with the boys, and that wasn't accurate.
3: And it is judgmental, mm-hmm. Amber. You use yep. that. It is better judgmental. you say that than me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> that absolutely, mm-hmm. and that to think that we. Have it all right. right. That we know yeah. exactly it. how it should be done, so, right. sitting down with that devotion. But over let me dinner. come to your rescue
2: for a minute because one of the things I've noticed with moms, particularly, there is a fear and control component. We're Paris. in a very difficult culture where yeah. the culture is grabbing our That's kids. Right. And telling them, you know, Mm -hmm. about sex and about other things. And it scares us. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. And I think moms particularly really deeply feel that threat. And so I I think it's born out of a good place to compensate for the messaging that kids are receiving in the culture.
0: It is. Our hearts are in the right place. Yeah, and we just have to figure out
2: how we do that effectively, because if you're wagging your finger at your kids, that's not going to work. And
0: it's really about letting each person's spiritual strengths be their spiritual strengths. And if I had continued to place my expectation of what spiritual leadership should look like on him, we would all be missing out.
2: No, and I, I so appreciate that. And that's a good word for, again, I think moms particularly who do have those concerns. I mean, husbands aren't off the hook. That's, no. Don't get that message right. here. Uh, we've, we've got absolutely. to be engaged. We need to be engaged. You need to be dad. Right. and talk about the Lord in those contexts that fit you and uh, amplify the Lord's work in your own life. Right. Um, we are right near the end, Amber and Guy, and we've taken a mostly lighthearted approach to these things, but there's been depth to what we've talked about. I always say, you know, it's hard to cover all the content in this great book. People just need to get the book, mm-hmm. and they can read it and highlight it and underline it. But there was a night, and I want to make sure we capture this, there was a night Uh, when your fighting got so bad and some couples are going to identify with this because they're there right now. Uh, But you, Amber, considered leaving your marriage. What happened that night and what helped you to turn the corner, the two of you?
0: Well, I recognized that I would give up every personal happiness for the sake of my kids. Like I would Mm -hmm. have stayed in my marriage unhappy just to try to give my kids some semblance of security But that wasn't really working because I remember very distinctly the Lord speaking to my heart and saying, I am not creating you to settle for less than God's best, for less than my best for you. I did not design or bring you together to just navigate through life and soldier through and try to keep peace that's a false peace Mm. by just not arguing anymore. I came to give life to the full, you know, Jesus Mm. says. And so I just came to the point of great humility of saying, Lord, and it was totally the Lord, because when you're at that point, and you just think that it's hopeless, it's a very dark place to be. But because we had children, and I think a lot of Couples feel this way. They want to keep that marriage intact. Absolutely. And so I just made a decision. Um, and actually, I remembered our wedding vows. Guy and I said on the day that we got married, and people kind of guffawed at the thought of what we were saying, but we said out loud to each other, I will not divorce you. And mm-hmm. so we'd said that because we knew that there would be challenges <laughs> yes. and we wanted to hear it. And really, The fact that we had said that, and I think a lot of couples obviously are, that's the intention when you get married is that you will till death do us part. But we wanted to say it out loud so that when those nights come, like the one where I wanted to just go, um, we would remember what we said and continue to fight for one another as opposed to with each other. Because if we're so busy fighting each other, we are powerless to fight the good fight, to fight the better fight. And God can make a way. If He is the God of yesterday, today, and forever, and He is unchanging, then there's nothing that's impossible with Him, and He can bring us back together mm-hmm. again. And it does take intentionality, but when you come to that point, we really are prayerful that you will consider um, that your triggers are not the end of your story, and that there is an opportunity for hope and for growth, and we're living proof of that, yeah. really. Guy,
2: your yeah. perspective on that.
3: Yeah, I just totally agree. i um, Amber made a comment one time about there is nothing that anger can do that love cannot do better. And for me, um, Mm -hmm. that really has settled, you know, for me in, in those moments when I'm feeling anger, I, it it just pops into my mind and I just remember this is not what the Lord has in store for me. Um, And I control the ship and I, I have to make a decision right here to love her better even if it's not uh, what I want in this moment, because I know that's what's best.
1: And that'll bring us to the close of this Best of 2021 focused on the Family Conversation with Guy and Amber Leah and also Gene Daly in the studio.
2: It's easy to understand why this was one of our top programs of the year. Amber and Guy had such great insight and practical wisdom for working through some of the little things in marriage that really get under your skin. Uh, You know, here at Focus on the Family, we care about your marriage. I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, We work tirelessly to highlight content like this so you can have a healthy, thriving connection with
1: your spouse. And if you are struggling, uh, we also have Hope Restored, our marriage intensives for couples who need extra intervention uh, to help with their relationship. The
2: Hope Restored team does such wonderful work for broken marriages. Uh, Some couples report the intensive was like a year's worth of counseling. Mm. And we follow up with the folks who attend. And after two years, 81%. 81% of the couples have a better relationship and a stronger, satisfying marriage. I love the work that's going on there at Hope Restored. If you're not in a spot of brokenness, though, we have many other resources to help strengthen your marriage. Guy and Amber's book, Marriage Triggers, is a great place to start you can get that through Focus on the Family. And when you get it through Focus on the Family, those
1: proceeds go right back into ministry, giving families hope every day. And thousands of people reach out to us here at Focus on the Family for help. Uh, by phone, email, by mail. We recently heard from a gentleman named Brian who told us he used to be an angry person, but he started listening to these Focus on the Family broadcasts, and his heart changed. His marriage got better. He said he's so thankful for Focus on the Family and all we're doing, Jim, to help families and marriages. I love hearing those types of comments. Uh, You know, we
2: never want to turn anyone away, but in order to continue helping people like Brian, We need your help, especially here as we're heading toward Christmas and the end of the year. God can use your support to provide scripture-based resources and programs to save and strengthen families. And one way you can do that is with a generous year-end gift. You can also order your copy of Guy and Amber's book, Marriage Triggers, directly through Focus on the Family Canada. Those proceeds, uh, they go right back into
1: ministry, strengthening marriages and offering hope to families. Donate today and Get your copy of Marriage Triggers when you call 800 the letter A in the word family, 800 232 6459. Or you can donate and get the book and additional help online at FocusOnTheFamily.ca. We'll plan to join us next time for another Best of 2021 Focus on the Family. Uh, Greg Cochle will equip you to share your faith by suggesting a different way of approaching the conversation jesus very rarely got to the so-called gospel a lot of what he did was get to the bad news and he didn't get to the good news what was he doing he was getting people thinking about yeah. the things they needed to be thinking about he was what i call putting a stone in their shoe annoying them in a good way on behalf of jim Daly and the entire team here thanks for joining us today for focus on the family I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.